Welcome to the 432nd episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant-Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney and I'm your host. I'm a plant-based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Thank you and welcome. Well, we just got finished with the birthday bash of the diva. She turned 90 years old. My mother, for all those who don't have the cookbook, you should go over onto Amazon and get the cookbook, but it's the doctor, the dietitian, and the diva, and the diva is my mother. And she turned 90 years old this weekend, and um, we managed to surprise her with 45 of her friends. And... Um, she didn't see it coming. We had to tell a fib or two to try to keep her on her toes, but uh, we managed to pull it off. Uh, it was uh, a mixed crowd. Um, most people were plant-based, but there was a significant portion that wasn't. And I will tell you something about the diva. Um, and for those of you listening for a long time, probably already know it, but um, my mom kind of went kicking and screaming to be plant-based. Uh, I read A Diet for a New America um, a long time ago, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I decided to become vegan. I thought the family would follow. They didn't think that was a very good idea. So I struggled along um, on my own for a while and uh, would pick around and, you know, eat the vegetables and make some plant-based things, and sometimes they would eat it and sometimes they wouldn't. But... Um, in the mid-2000s, my dad um, developed progressive dementia, and my mom got lymphoma at the same time. And so she was undergoing chemotherapy. Luckily, they uh, live with me in a grandparent's suite, so they have their own private quarters. Um, and um, so I became the chief cook. Uh, up until that time, my mother was the matriarch cook of the family, and she um, prepared most of the meals during the week, and I cooked on the weekend. And at that time, the time changed. Um, you know, that time, the, 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 I guess the organization of the menu changed, so to speak. When you're getting chemotherapy, a lot of times your white blood cell count goes down, and the risk is always for um, secondary infections, especially in the GI tract. So I was very adamant about not having food in, or meat in the house, so no chicken, meat, pork. Um, I didn't want in the house, and of course I didn't want dairy in the house for my uh, vegan reasons, uh, as well as the promotion of cancer cells. So um, everybody became plant-based at that point, um, somewhat against their will. So it was, uh, I could eat that. Uh, it's not so good, um, I, you know, make that again. And we kind of developed a repertoire of food that she eventually liked. Um, but if you talk to the diva, she will also say that during that time, she would sneak sardines. And she attributes the sardines as saving her because she didn't like much other food. Um, if you were going to pick a fish, uh, sardines are very small. Um, they are high in omega-3s. Um, if they are packed in water, it's less, um, less oils, obviously. Um, so in the world of fish, less mercury um, and, uh, in them than, say, tuna or other fish, or big fish. But nevertheless, one of our other favorite fishes was um, salmon. And so we were talking a few months ago, and she said, you know, she likes what we eat, but she, she, would, she would really, sometimes, the only thing she misses, she misses salmon. 
So I thought for her 90th birthday, and since we would have people here that aren't plant-based, we would include salmon in the menu. Um, the party was catered by my um, chef that I use for my con nutrition conferences. Uh, she's also uh, catered family events. Her name is Sheffy. If you live in the Port Charlotte area, she's highly recommended. She can cook every anything, and she fails to get rattled no matter what. Um, but I told Sheffy that I wanted to have salmon um, along with the rest of the plant-based food. And the rest of the plant-based food came from our cookbook, with the exception of the birthday cake, which was tiramisu. And the tiramisu was plant-based, but it was made with coconut cream and cashew cream, so it was a decadent birthday dessert. Um, I think most of you will probably forgive me, given that it was a 90-year-old birthday celebration. Um, and little pieces shared by many. But anyway, um, so we had people that weren't plant-based um, that thumbed their nose at plant-based, so her golfing buddies uh, really don't want any part of plant-based nutrition and kind of harass her when she's at the golf course, you know, because they're eating their bacon and eggs and plant and their uh, burgers after golf, and my mom is eating a side salad or potatoes or something like that. Um, she does tr stay true uh, at the golf course. And... Um, and then we had uh, some plant-based um, friends that were her yoga buddies and some friends of um, mine and some family members that were not plant-based from New York City um, and uh, good friends of the family for over 50 years, or I guess I, um, that over that aren't plant-based. So um, it, was a, it was a wide variety. In years past, when I've thrown parties, I make them completely plant-based. But again, this time I decided to roll out the salmon for the diva. So besides salmon, we had a hummus platter, and we had stuffed tomatoes, which were made with a curried-type hummus filling. Um, we had a large fruit bowl. We had a large uh, salad, mixed greens with tomatoes and radishes and carrots and cucumbers with... Um, two or three plant-based uh, dressings that are oil-free from our cookbook. Um, I made stuffed shells uh, because of our family recipe. Uh, they are in the cookbook. Um, the ricotta is made with a combination of a tofu uh, and spinach and garlic and allspice is the secret herb, uh, or secret spice, I should say. Uh, we had roasted potatoes. Um, I said salmon and a large uh, uh, servings of uh, mixed vegetables, so squashes, zucchini, broccoli, asparagus. So there were plenty of vegetables uh, and tiramisu, and everybody had a great time. My observation is that everybody raved about the plant-based foods. They loved the hummus. They loved the stuffed tomatoes. They loved the shells. Uh, oh, we had stuffed mushroom caps with uh, a spinach and uh, panko-type stuffing. They loved them. They loved the tiramisu. Nobody was really raving over the salmon. They had, people had salmon, uh, but there was salmon left over. It wasn't like everybody just ate salmon and didn't eat anything else. Um, but people liked the plant-based food, and they were really happy with it. And, I, and I've come to the conclusion that the reason that they liked the plant-based food, if it, because it wasn't a plant-based menu, because there was salmon on it. So their comfort blanket 
The comfort food of salmon was there on the menu, so they weren't forced to be plant-based. But yet it was there so they could try the other things and experiment without having to dip their toe into the vegan world. Um, and everybody had a great time. And so I, I think that um, I learned something from, from that. Um, again, it's always been how you... Um, how you uh, present things. You know, I never tell people what's in it until they ask. Um, people raved about the stuffed shells, you know. Uh, people that would say they hated tofu raved about the stuffed shells. But um, they liked it, you know, and because it wasn't forced on them because there was salmon in the background. So, you know, there might have been something else that they, that you know, that was okay in, in, in their in respect. Um, so I, I think that I'm anxious to see when my mom goes back to golf, if anybody asks her any more questions about plant-based nutrition. I think a lot of people thought more and more about it. Um, my cousin was here from New York, and she made the comment that she had never seen a healthier group of older people, um, largely because some of them were a very uh, in good shape plant-based people as well. So, um, you know, I think it got a lot of people... You know, thinking, um, you know, and the fact is my mother turned 90 years of age and is plant-based with the exception of a stolen sardine here and there. But certainly, um, you know, uh, when she eats with me and I do uh, the majority of the cooking, 99% of the cooking uh, these days uh, is all plant-based oil-free. So um, something to be said for it, um, especially given the fact that her brothers all passed in their 60s. Um, their children, who would be my cousins, except for the one that's here, uh, came to the party, um, have vascular disease, have high blood pressure, have diabetes, have endocrine issues. So it's not like the genetics aren't ripe uh, for um, destruction, but um, the nutrition is, is what the difference is. So um, I think it was a good demonstration, a good um, showing of plant-based nutrition in all its glory. If you haven't met my mom, the diva, um, you would know that she's not your average 90-year-old. She's still golfing twice a week, um, and she golfs to win. Um, if she's not shooting in the 80s in her executive course, she's somewhat disappointed, um, actually very disappointed. She has no desire to enjoy the weather. She's there to win. Um, she does yoga once a week. Um, she's a avid Warriors basketball fan. Unfortunately, they lost on Thursday night, but I think, or Friday night, but had they uh, been in the playoffs on Saturday night, we may have had to cancel the party. So she is up till one o'clock in the morning watching her favorite players, Steph Curry. If you're out there and eating plant-based, maybe you should, maybe you would have won uh, on Friday night. Um, and she's always busy and always moving. Um, she wears a garment and she knows how many steps she gets a day and she makes sure she gets her step allocation. She also attributes using the dust mop as a form of exercise. So she has a dust, we have two large German shepherds, and she goes through the house with her dust mop, getting her steps, shaking the dust mop, which is a, a good exercise. She also dances. Um, she um, likes to keep up on the recent or the newest dances and will try to uh, learn them by watching Facebook uh, one way or another. She's actually had a bit of an injury um, after practicing uh, some of the new dances out there, but recovered nicely. 
so, you know, again, if I had to, you know, what to, how to attribute her longevity and living well, uh, not just living, um, it would be that um, she keeps moving. She gets plenty of sunlight. She's outside again um, with um, her golf. She's outside uh, in the backyard. Uh, she throws the ball for the dog. She's outside on the back porch, cleaning, sweeping, um, and she keeps moving. She also goes and, and is avid shopper, so she goes and walks around the mall. She makes sure she goes out and does something every day so she doesn't fall into the slump of not getting out among them, so to speak. She has never asked what is the, ever asked what is the minimal amount I can do. Uh, my mom's also always been the maximal amount that she can do, so she goes until she can't. Um, I think uh, a lot of problems is people try to get away with hacks and they do the minimal amount that they think is possible as, as opposed to the maximal amount. She, play, she pays an extreme amount of attention to details. Um, one of the problems with the party and getting ready, um, her and Addie, uh, the registered dietitian, are the artistic ones in the family. I'm the nerd, in case anybody wonders, and uh, the decorating usually is done by my mother. Uh, I'm in charge of the kitchen, they're in charge of the, my mother's in charge of the decorating. And so with uh, having to decorate on my own and to the expectation level of the diva, put a lot of pressure on me. So I was glad when Addie got in to, you know, give me some backup on, on that aspect of things. But she pays attention to detail, not only with how she dresses, um, how she decorates the house, but in every aspect of her life. So she, you know, her golf outfits match, her golf clubs match. Uh, she pays attention to her swing. If she pays attention to the moves in yoga and does her best, she tries to make sure she's pleasing the teacher and does things to the maximum amount of her ability. Um, and so I think the max is kind of a, a good uh, takeaway from all this. You know, go for the max. Don't try just to get away with the little bit as you can. One of the things that um, she likes to play with her great-grandson, Caleb, is um, how does Nuni laugh? Um, she's called Nuni, Italian for grandma. Um, and my mom has a very boisterous laugh. And most people that know her, she always has a smile on her face most of the time. Um, and Caleb knows that Nuni laughs big. And I'd also like to think that, that uh, her positive mental attitude and her big laugh is also um, something that you might want to look into if you want to live to be a great 90 years of age. On the contrary, I think people have limited success with their health and nutrition if they take the quick and easy way out. Um, certainly there are food services, um, there's takeout, um, there's prepackaged foods, there's pre-cut foods, but... Um, I've said it before, I think, when it comes to your nutrition, uh, cutting corners and not paying attention to detail uh, is the difference between people that do good and people that don't benefit from maximal nutrition. So whatever the illness is, um, it, it is really important to um, focus on, on the goal. Uh, is it reversing disease? Is it getting off medications? Um, the higher the stakes, um, the most, the more aggressive one would think. But, you know, I, it comes down to it. Why not give it your best shot when it comes to nutrition? So I kind of cringe in the office when I hear people say things like, I don't have time or um, 
cooking takes away from um, my other other enjoyments or um, it's on the back burner. Um, don't feel like it. It's the last thing that we think about. It's the least amount of the, it's the thing that gets the least amount of planning. In reality, it should be, you know, number one, number one for growth of and development of children, um, maintenance of health, reversal of disease. And I, I think that, you know, TV and social media play a big role um, as far as, you know, get takeout, uh, people are always getting takeout on TV shows, nobody cooks at home, uh, only people, you know, the help cooks, the people that don't, you know, it, it's, it's seen in a very negative way, the people that actually go into their kitchen um, and, and cook food for their family or cook food for themselves. And it's not seen as a, a, a worthy um, reason to spend time doing, you know, to cooking. So I, you know, I, I go back and say that, you know, there's probably nothing more you can do to help yourself along than pay attention to your own details. So whether it's planning your menu, making sure that you have organic ingredients, um, you know, looking at the ingredients in your food to make sure that everything's there. I saw uh, an ad today uh, for uh, a powder called Cardio Boost. I think it may have been. Um, and, of course, I pulled up the ingredient. The person was getting ready to go on a set to have a big interview, and thank goodness her staff gave her this powder drink of Cardio Boost that had all these great things in it. And so I pulled up the um, nutrition label, and there were, um, you know, things in, in that label such as vitamin A, C, E, K, the vitamin C was 45 milligrams, and it says it's 50% of your RDA. Um, it's not as much as a piece of fruit. Uh, vitamin D, 50 micrograms. You know, not as much as going out in the sun for 15 minutes. Um, all the vitamins in there, all the vitamins that were in there, which I assume are all synthetic, well, they are, um, weren't much more than one serving of fruits and vegetables. So probably one salad would have covered everything. Um, as far as the vitamins that were added to this um, supplement. And then the cardia, Cardio Miracle Nitric Oxide Blend of L-Arginine, Alpha-Ketoglutarate, um, L-Citrulline, um, Organic Beet Root, Ornithine, Threonine, Quisertin, um, Roots of Things, uh, Coenzyme Q10, and then there was a vegetable blend of... The vegetable blend uh, was root of turmeric, carrot root, coconut fruit, erciola, which is a um, cherry fruit, um, blueberry fruit extract. Everything was either an extract, there was a couple sprouts, sweet potato roots, sunflower seeds, shiitake fruiting body, mataki fruiting body. Wonder, first thing I did was wonder how they made you know all these things, and of course the first thing that came to mind was they took the scraps of uh, different um, things that were being made for other things and put them all into a powdered form and sold them as a proprietary nutritional blend. Um, also, it has the nutritional value of you know one beet or you know a couple a handful of lettuce or anything. So. This well-known PhD person getting ready to give this big talk feels saved by this cardio powder, which is quite disappointing. 
because she is, you know, promoting health and how the um, pharmaceutical industry is doing bad things to us, but is okay with the supplement industry uh, supporting her endeavors, uh, especially if it's free, probably. Um, and she could have taken time to have a salad and some fruit. Uh, it would have been a much better, um, better meal. I, I am not sure. I don't think there's been much in the way of studies of beetroot powder and L-arginine added. Um, it's certainly not going to mix with the microbes of your tongue and the uh, amylase and, and cause this big nitric oxide boost. If it causes any uh, of a boost, if it doesn't make it past um, you know, your stomach without being completely degraded, it's going to be very little. So you're never going to get as big a bang from your buck with powders and processed things as you are with, with whole foods. Um, and again, I think it promotes, um, I am too important to have time to cook. And the people that are important should drink powders and do hacks instead of taking time to look at the nutrition that they could possibly get in with real whole foods. See, that's a pet pave of mine. In the office below me, um, they do cryotherapy and sauna therapy. Um, and I see people walking in that would benefit from actually doing some nutritional therapy. Uh, a lot of nutritional therapy. But again, um, we're going to raise our body temperature. And it does have some, uh, you know, I, I do believe that some saunas have some nutrition or some benefit to the body. Um, uh, the the um, jury's probably out on the cryotherapy other than it makes people feel a little bit better and maybe decreases inflammation for a, a short period of time in particular areas. Um, I'm pretty sure that the um, cosmetic effect is, is very short limited, but nevertheless, um, people are willing to spend time doing 20 minutes sitting in a sauna that you can't do anything else, but sit in a sauna and then not eat correctly. You know, so there's so many disconnects when it comes to what's worthy of your time that, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to believe. Um, an alternative to that would be to go for a run in the sun where the near-infrared radiation is the majority of the sun. You'll get the maximum amount. You'll heat up your body, decrease inflammation, and then you can come home and eat fruit and vegetables and get more bang for your buck than you would have at sitting for 25 minutes, um, not even being able to have a pencil and a paper to fill out your grocery list. One of the biggest things that's lacking in our society is exposure to sunlight. If you look at the percent of near-red light, it's 43% of all the radiation that comes out of the sun. So there's UVB that everybody's afraid of and the blue light, but for the most part, um, the benefits of sun, especially the morning sun and the, in the afternoon sun, are substantial for health decreasing cancer risk, decreasing, um, uh, improving mitochondrial function. And the reality of it is that most of the melatonin that's produced in our body actually comes from the mitochondria. And sunlight will interact with the mitochondria and help you to produce more melatonin. So about 5% comes from your pineal gland. The rest comes from your mitochondria. And I talk mitochondria all the time, those little organelles that help with your metabolism and help clear out metabolic waste. And we lose those when we lose muscle mass and bone mass. And we need to preserve them and preserve their function. So exercising, especially the long walks at about 70% of your predicted maximum heart rate, 
is one of the only things that will restore mitochondria um, to our bodies and help to make them. But the function of them is, is also uh, Im improved by sunlight and near-red saunas. But again, go out and exercise, get your heart rate up, get your core body temperature up, be out in the sun, and um, you can do a lot of good for yourself. We had company this weekend for the birthday party, and everybody got out and uh, was enjoying the sunshine. Uh, we were outside playing uh, with Caleb, but we also went for a run. I didn't miss any of my training uh, while we're getting ready, um, you know, for, for the party. Got up a little earlier, but made sure, maybe ran a little shorter, but made sure we got it in. There's always time for your priorities, whether it's exercise or nutrition. Um, there's always time for your priorities. We just have to figure out what our priorities are. Most people want to take a glutathione supplement, um, but the reality of melatonin increases the production of glutathione uh, and, it's, and, it's, um, the, and the other proteins and enzymes that are needed uh, to activate them. So um, again, get out and get some sun. It's 43% near infrared, and you can stimulate the production of melatonin which will ultimately help your circadian rhythm, which will ultimately help you sleep. Sleep, is, sleep disturbances is one of the biggest things that people have, especially as they get older. Um, they worry about things, they stew over things, but they also have decreased melatonin production um, because of sedentary lifestyle, loss of muscle mass, lack of sun exposure. So wouldn't it be nice if we got people out and get some sun exposure uh, and some exercise, and then we would correct a lot of sleep disorders instead of giving people sleeping aids that ultimately cause hangovers and so forth. The last thing I wanted to talk about was alternative tanning techniques. Um, I've not noticed, but it has been brought to my attention that a lot of people uh, get spray tans or use commercial products to avoid the damaging, potential damaging um, aspects of UV radiation and sunlight. And one of the sunless tanning products, actually the only one that has been FDA approved for uh, tanning is um, called DHA, which is dihydroxyacetone. Um, originally it was derived from the fermentation of um, sugar and sugar beets. There are, I assume, synthetic um, productions as well. It works by combining with dead skin cells uh, and causes like a reaction like in cooking that turns things brown. Um, and so it actually causes oxidative stress to the skin cell. And when you slough the skin cells off, that's how you lose your tan. But the reactive oxygen species that are um, produced by this reaction can actually degrade collagen and elastin, which also promotes premature skin aging and wrinkle formation, exactly what people were trying to or thinking they were avoid by using a spray tan. Some of the products add vitamin E and vitamin C to help uh, to, to reduce that, but again, um, there's not been much in the way of studies to determine whether that helps or not. There's also um, uh, problems with inhalation. Uh, so if there's absorption in the mucous membranes or broken skin, um, you can get these reactive oxidative um, 
compounds that um, actually cause DNA damage. So it seems the potential to um, have a lot of the same side effects from UV radiation are, are certainly apparent. The other thing is if you go out in the sun when you've had a, a uh, um, spray tan, it also makes you more sensitive to the UV radiation. And so the same damages can happen. It's not a sunscreen by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, to circle way back around, you're not getting the... Um, exposure uh, and the production of melatonin from your mitochondria. You're not getting the vitamin D. Um, and we're just going to perpetuate this vitamin D deficiency from staying inside and being afraid uh, of, of sunlight, which is mainly made of good radiation sources. So um, takeaways for today, move, move a lot, don't skimp. Do all that you can. Stop when you have to, but don't limit yourself. Use a dust mop. Mow your grass. Go for a run and get hot and sweaty. Um, I saw, an, and last thing that you know, I will say when I go back to the sauna type of thing, I, you see these advertisements for people not sweating. If you go in a sauna and it's not hot enough for you to sweat, so over 160 degrees, you don't get any of the benefits. So when people do the hacks, when they uh, go in and just heat themselves up a little bit, but they avoid that sweat, even in the sauna sitting in place, as opposed to avoiding the sweat when they're exercising, you're still not going to get any benefit. So hacks don't work. Um, have your friends over, be brave, cook plant-based, and give each day all you've got. Um, if you want to find out how you can take it to the next level. Go on over to drdelaney.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y. If you need a little push, a little kick in the patootie to get things going, we would love to help you find your grocery store and find your kitchen and find your running shoes. So uh, email me at jamie at drdelaney.com. It's J-A-M-I if you have any questions uh, or you'd like to talk about a consultation. And uh, we enjoy hearing from you. Thank you for listening as always. I am off to Georgia, Vogel State Park, to continue my quest for the Leadville Silver Rush 50 miler. Uh, so we're going to go run some hills this weekend. I'll report back on just how high the hills are in Georgia. So um, take care. Go out and get some sunshine.